Welcome to Food Navigator USA's Soup to Nuts podcast with Elizabeth Crawford, where I dish with trendsetters, tastemakers, and industry experts about everything from emerging trends to marketing strategies to regulatory pressures. Over the past decade, beef consumption in the U.S. has dropped due mainly to high prices and increased competition from chicken and other protein sources. But the National Cattlemen's Beef Association hopes to resurrect sales by bringing back its 25-year-old tagline, Beef, it's what's for dinner. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, consumption of beef in the U.S. dropped a whopping 15% from 2006 to 2015, while pork consumption fell only 4% and broiler consumption actually increased 5%. The agency attributes the shift from beef to pork and chicken to tight supplies that triggered a sharp 53% increase in the price of beef during the period to an average of $5.83 per pound, compared to much lower increase of only 12% to $1.90 per pound for broilers. USDA also attributes the shift away from beef and pork towards chicken to health concerns related with red meat intake and innovation by the chicken industry that makes poultry more convenient such as the proliferation of skinless, boneless breasts and other ready-to-serve offerings. But beef's fortunes may be about to change, with USDA predicting beef production will increase 11.7% between 2016 and 2025 due to lower feed costs and higher demand, which will translate to a projected 3% increase in per capita consumption in the U.S. during the same period. The beef industry is not going to let this opportunity go by. Rather, it hopes to fuel it further by bringing back an iconic marketing campaign released a quarter of a century ago, but which Alyssa Harrison, Senior Vice President in Global Marketing and Research at the Beef Association, says still has plenty of equity among millennials, many of whom fondly remember the campaign's original ads featuring the rowdy orchestral rendition of the music from the rodeo ballet, voiceovers from famous celebrities such as Robert Mitchum, and recommendations for fast dinners such as Szechuan beef. Harrison explains how the campaign is more than just a simple rehash of the iconic tagline. Rather, she says the new campaign will go beyond its predecessor's one-way advertising on television, radio, and in print to create a two-way conversation through a new dynamic website that will bring together information that nutritionists, retailers, food service operators and consumers want, including recipes, health information, and the story of how beef goes from pasture to plate. Well, I think, um, you know, Beef is What's for Dinner was first launched in May of 1992, and it was really the second campaign um, of the Beef Checkoff. The first campaign was the Real Food for Real People. And at the time, I think it was performing okay, but uh, the, 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 at the time, it's the National Livestock and Meat Board that was running the campaign. This was before the merger of our two organizations. And um, they really kind of stepped back and did a complete audit and started working with Leo Burnett and did all the due diligence and the research and, and that sort of thing and really wanted to kind of make beef relevant again. And so that's really how the Beef It's What's for Dinner campaign came. And I think one of the reasons why it took 
so it became so iconic was because at that was the very beginning of the beef checkoff, and there were a lot of dollars available. I mean, eighty million dollars. And then I think with the rodeo music that they used, the hoedown, the rodeo, as well as you know some of the celebrity voices that they used, um, really kind of resonated with people, and it just became something that people. Um, repeated beef. Oh, it's what's for dinner. And it was just something that the industry continued to invest in over 25 years. Um, and But I think if you jump forward to where we are today, while we've beef, it's what's for dinner, never went away, it just kind of got into the background. I think um, the campaign, uh, you know, used different taglines and used different approaches to, to uh, to address some of the issues and questions that consumers had, whether it was convenience, whether it was health and nutrition. And so they just, I think, um, as a matter of trying to do new things, um, Beef is What's for Dinner kind of got you know, pushed to the background. And so when I actually rejoined NCBA a year ago and realized that, you know, we just don't have the marketing dollars today that we did 25 years ago. So what is it that makes beef unique? What, what, what assets and strengths do we have and what sets us apart from all the other proteins out there? And certainly looked at beef as what's for dinner and we did some significant research to find out what kind of equity do we still have in that, in that, that tagline with today's consumer, that millennial. And we were very surprised that um, there was there was a lot of support for it. There was still equity within that age group. And for those people who remembered it, it was a latent memory. It, re- it brought up these really great memories of their childhood and their mom and their dinner table when they were growing up. And for those who don't remember it or hadn't heard of it, it still resonated very well. And that, along with some other research that we had that shows that when people hear beef is what's for dinner, it really makes them want to eat beef. And so that's a that's you know as a marketing uh, uh, campaign there are corporations that would love to have that and so that was just a it was a light bulb that we need to relaunch this we also saw at the same time that today's consumers really want to know more about how their how their food is produced um, and who's producing it and Farmers and ranchers uh, have uh, high credibility and strong favorability among millennials. So what's different about the relaunch today is we are able to, uh, for the first time, really focus on the people who are producing it. And so we actually launched it with the producer image campaign and the videos um, that we've put together about how beef gets from pasture to plate. And then the third kind of stool, part of this stool was the relaunch of our new website, the beefiswhatsfordinner.com, which for the first time brought information for all the audiences that we deal with into one platform, whether you're a nutritionist, you're a retailer, a food service operator, um, certainly a consumer. Um, it kind of tells the entire beef story about how to cook it, what the nutrient value is, and certainly the people who produce it. So it just the timing um, uh, just all came together that we were able to realize that we had an opportunity to really leverage the strengths that this iconic brand has with the sole purpose of making beef the number one protein and reminding beef uh, that reminding people that beef um, is a great protein source out there, maybe compared to some of the other sources that are available to consumers today. If that sounds like a lot packed into one campaign, it's because it is. Harrison explained that before the relaunch, key information about beef was actually spread out over eight different websites. 
one for retail, one for the nutrition community, one for producers, and another for consumers. Not only did this create more work for the industry's audiences, but it also diluted the branding and wasn't an efficient use of marketing dollars. That last point was particularly important for the association, given that its funding comes from a checkoff mandate and therefore hinges on how much cattle is sold, a number that we, as we already discussed, has dropped over the past 10 years. Harrison explained how the decline in funds impacted the association's advertising approach and how it squeezed as much possible out of each dollar to maximize the new campaign's impact. So we're funded by the, the Beef Checkoff, which is a, 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 a legislative mandated program that every time a producer sells a head of cattle, they check off a dollar into this promotion front. And so as the National Cattlemen's Beef Association is a contractor and what goes every year and makes proposals and presents that to um, get the funding sources. So today, um, because we as an industry have become very efficient in producing beef, we're able to produce the same amount, if not more beef on fewer cattle. So that means that there's less dollar going into the promotion campaign. And so the budget that we're working with today is you know, over $30 million, which is still a great budget, um, but it's certainly not the $80 million that we had 25 years ago. Um, having said that, we also have a lot more ways to reach the consumer today. So it's not just television advertising and print advertising. So we have to make sure that we're wherever we're at those places where the consumers are getting their information today, which is a lot more... Um, more outlets, but at the same time, it's all digital, which makes it a lot more effective and efficient, and you can can target who you're reaching so much better than you could 25 years ago. So we're just trying to make our dollar work a lot harder today than maybe it was. It has to work harder in order to make the impact, but through digital and through a very focused, disciplined uh, brand campaign, we think that we can really make a difference. Again, it's it's it, it's not a big um, big you know complicated strategy. It is going back and leveraging our assets and what makes beef unique. And a big part of that was our brand. So you talk about a startup today trying to introduce themselves into a very crowded food pl- uh, marketplace. Uh, it t- you know they would have to spend a tremendous amount of money in order to build their brand and make it as iconic. So why wouldn't we? put all of our efforts in leveraging a a brand that we've been spending 25 years building. So it's a matter of being far more disciplined um, and committed to that brand than maybe we have been in the last 10 years. Um, And that that just comes, that that is just, uh, uh, that just needs to be what the focus is and that strong discipline and not waver away from that brand. So we have something that a lot of companies don't have and so we're just trying to go back and, and leveraging that and make that uh, work for us and extend the dollars that we're spending. And, and that's what our strategy is, and we think, we think that it's going to work for us. As Harrison noted, $30 million is still a pretty big budget and can pack a big punch, especially when it takes direct aim at consumer concerns about beef that have caused them to turn away from the protein source in the past. Taking a closer look first at the health and nutrition, Harrison explains how the association is addressing common quote-unquote misperceptions about the health impacts of beef consumption in a way that the association hopes will turn nutritionists and dietitians 
into advocates for the commodity and brand at large. The demand for protein has exploded. A big part of what our message has been in previous years about the importance of protein in a diet and and what that does to not only from weight loss, but also for making your body stronger. And I think a lot of food companies have done that. So we've, we've gotten that message out to consumers about the importance of protein in your diet. And but we, what we haven't done a good job is explaining to the consumer about that there's different kinds of protein and there's different, some proteins are a better source of protein than others. And we think beef has a great pro, uh, nutritional profile in that area. So that, that's a big part of the research that we've invested and in, in the messaging that we have put out, but also one that will be, that strength message will be uh, much more forthcoming from us um, as we go into 18. That's a big part of this relaunch of the campaign is to talk to consumers about beef's nutritional profile. Um, When you look at influencers and you look at dietitians and nutritionists and you just look at the science, it's there. There's So any misperception that animal-based protein isn't as healthy, I think is something that's being um, perpetuated by non-animal uh, protein sources as a way to promote their product. So it's a, it's a competitive marketplace, and we can't just assume that people know the great protein story of beef. We have to really go out and retell that, especially to uh, you know, millennials who may or may not know that. But again, our research shows that millennials love beef. Um, they want to um, serve it more. I think the biggest hurdle isn't so much the health, health issues, it's the preparation issue. To that point, Harrison explains how a major focus of the new campaign is on teaching consumers how to prepare beef and the different cuts that are available. We really spent the time and effort to break down every one of the cuts that are available uh, to consumers because that's what we're finding. Millennials love beef. Consumers still love beef and have this love affair with them, but there's still this hurdle about how to cook it. So we wanted to make it as interactive and as easy as we can um, about what the, what the, not only what the cuts are, where they come from, but what you can do with that cut and the versatility with recipes among the cuts. So put a significant amount of time and resources into that. And then also the other part that's a little bit new is the cooking lessons part. Um, Not only learning about the cuts and and identifying what recipes go with those cuts, but then actually how do you cook beef and some of the the basics um, from grilling a steak all the way to maybe more complicated. And that's an area that we'll continue to grow and invest in and provide that information to consumers because that was a hurdle. People love beef. They love the taste. I mean, that is something that we win against every other protein on the taste. But if they don't know how to cook it in a way that provides a good eating experience, that's a problem. And so we want to try to eliminate um, those challenges for them and make it easy for them to serve beef. The website does this through videos, easy-to-read charts, and recipes that are displayed almost as if they're ready for Pinterest. This isn't just an issue for millennials, but certainly, you know, I'm not a millennial, but even I like to get information in a variety of different ways. And so we wanted to try to hit all of those ways that people wanted to receive information. Um, and that all went into the, um, the development and the design of the new website. Yeah, and I just, you know, when, when we saw the creative come together with the website and our agency, VML, just did a fantastic job we kind of put together this manifesto about what we wanted to get across in this 
platform, and it, it kind of evolved into this kind of modern Americana, really playing on um, the imagery, the tradition, um, and the love of beef, the taste of beef. Um, and they really brought that to life in the creative. And what that did is it kind of, it kind of created the new brand for us. That, that's what we want to get across in all of our programs, whether it's consumer information, whether it's advertising, whether it's um, uh, the work that we do with other influencers you know, in the media. We wanted one brand um, theme to go across everything, and I think they nailed it. That also um, made... Um, the need for to update the logo and to make beef far more front and center um, than maybe we the logo that we were using before because beef is the star and it, if we are trying to remind people that beef is a great um, option for dinner lunch the occasional snack as we say in the video then we had to visually make that point with them so we redesigned the logo and I think it goes really nicely with the new website. Another major focus of campaign, as Harrison noted, is explaining to consumers how beef goes from pasture to plate and assuring shoppers of the care and integrity with which farmers treat their animals. There's been a lot of innovation within the food industry with consumer products and really consumers today, because of social media and the internet, they really are demanding an engagement with the people, with the people who produce the things that they buy. They really are demanding that. And if you're not having a two-way conversation with that consumer today, um, then you're not winning in the marketplace. And so part of that kind of evolved asking, wanting answers to questions that they might have about how their food is produced. And when it comes to beef, we realize that that's actually an asset for us. There's, we have, through the beef checkoff, we have invested 25 years into research, into the safety of our product, into the health and wellness of our product, into the sustainability of our product, and then transferred information back to the producers. So the beef that, that they are producing today is more sustainable, it's more tender, um, and it just tastes better. And we're just become, we have become very efficient in producing beef, um, you know, over the, over the years. And so we have a tremendous amount of content in order to share with consumers and to answer their question. And we have found over and over again, if you provide that information to consumers, they're very reasonable and they will accept it. Um, there are people out there who may have said negative things about beef production and some things that we don't think are really based on the real facts. And in order in order to tr correct those facts, we have to make sure that our information is available. And so it really is, um, you know, consumers are expecting the transparency and the accountability from food producers today. And so we wanted to create a way for um, to, to be transparent with the consumers and to answer their questions uh, about that. You know, later this year we'll be releasing a virtual <clears throat> a VR, th you know, a virtual reality video um, using some of the technology to allow people to take a virtual tour of different segments of the beef industry. Again, just being transparent and answering those questions, even some of those things that, that some people may not really want to know about. Um, but it's a commitment that we've made. We think we have a great story to tell, and that's, that's what we're going to be doing. Beyond the campaign, Harrison says beef has a promising future based on where it is at in the production cycle, and an expectation that, as USDA also notes, more product will become available in the near future, 
which will help to drive down price. Harrison also noted that while hamburger, steak, and roast will likely continue to be industry stars, the association's focus on education should help consumers realize that there are more choices of beef available at all different price points for all different occasions. And with that, we've come to the end of another episode of Food Navigator USA Soup to Nuts podcast. I hope you'll join us again next week for another installment. Until then, this is Elizabeth Crawford wishing you a productive and profitable week. <music>